Good morning, Teach Better family. It's Jeff. We've got our good friend Jason Reagan here um, coming to us from the other side of the world, basically. <laughs> or not basically, I think legit other side of the world. Legit. legit. Uh, and we are live here. This is your daily drop-in for Thursday, May. What is it? May 19th, 2022. May 19th. We're going to talk a little bit. we got some good news for you. We've got some uh, holidays to share. We're going to get into our theme. We're going to talk about Jason and sort of his his uh, amazing ride as an educator and where he's at and what he's done and what he's planning to do. And it's going to be mm. a good time. Stick with us, grab your cup of coffee or, or tea or whatever you drink in the morning. Uh, or if you're where Jason is in the evening, <laughs> in the we'll evening. get into that, but uh, drop in the comments, let us know where you're at. Let us know um, what's getting you excited for the day. We'll be back in about 27 seconds. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Daily Drop More. We are live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday every week at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, or if you're where Jason is, it's like <laughs> 8 o'clock p.m. instead of a.m. Yeah. Um, super excited. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn right now. Or maybe you're listening a little, little bit later on the Teach Better Talk podcast, which you were also a guest on before we changed the format. So we can talk about a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. All kinds of stuff, man. Jason, my friend, it is so good to see you. We were just talking beforehand about how it's been a while since we've It's chatted. been a while. Yes. Um, you were on the podcast, but it was like like two years ago, probably. It was, on yeah, it was three years ago. I think was I was three looking years back. Ago, really? it, wow. Yeah, so you absolutely. were pretty early on too. Yeah. So super excited to chat with you. Um, good morning to those dropping in the comments. Jason, how are you today? It's, it's evening. It's almost, it's almost eight o'clock, right? <laughs> yeah. It's 8 PM here. Absolutely. So I guess how was your day versus how you did this morning? <laughs> like, how was your day today? Like, how'd it go? <laughs> yeah. My Tell day was good. About it. What is it? What, what, what are we in for today? What's what are you in for? Like? The weather was great, man. So <laughs> just great. be ready. It's going to be some great <laughs> weather. Today. Good today. to know. So, so we're joking about that. Um, yeah. so that people understand why we're having a good time with that. Jason, can you, for anybody who doesn't sure. know you in our network, uh, cause you are, you've been connected to us. You've been a guest the podcast your mm. podcast is on our podcast network we've known you for a while um yeah. but if somebody doesn't connect with you yet can you kind of give us a, a the introduction of, of who sure is thing. jason who is this yeah guy? thanks jeff i appreciate that thanks for letting me uh join you this morning or this evening um so my name is jason reagan and i am an international educator so i'm currently based in south korea so um i am a, a Quite a few time zones away, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's evening here. So it's Thursday evening and uh, I teach in an international school. So um, basically I teach in, in an English medium school for students who pay a tuition to come and be part of an international sort of education. And it's, it can be very similar to an American style or a British style or Australian style or whatever kind of school. And uh, yeah, it's got lots of different kinds of teachers and, and, and different kinds of students in it. And it's really fun. I, I really, really love doing what I'm doing. And this is, I think my 19th year overseas. So um, it's, <laughs> it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. And 19 years overseas, but in multiple yeah. countries, can you, Correct. Give, give, give us the journey. So <laughs> I'll give you the journey. in Georgia. <laughs> I did. I As you can see, back behind too. me, yeah, I Georgia that. flag. So Heck it started yeah. in Georgia, now in South Korea, but it wasn't like a Georgia to South Korea. It's been no. a little... 
Yeah, <laughs> it's been quite a quite a ride. Um, so I taught for a year um, in the Atlanta area in a public school. And uh, while I enjoyed it, it was not all I expected it to be. And uh, I heard an, an ad on the um, national public radio for teachers in China, for English teachers. And I thought, that's the farthest I can possibly go uh, without coming back, uh, back around, right? So I taught for a year in, in Beijing as a college professor of English and uh, really enjoyed that. It was just so neat to live somewhere versus just to travel somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so that was, that was really eye-opening, especially a Georgia boy having never really been far from Georgia. And so the complete opposite of everything you can imagine. Um, then I went home for a couple of years to just pay off student loans and, and things like that. And I went back to China um, and I was there for five years. I met my wife um, who is from China, who's also a teacher. And uh, then we came back to the States and started our family um, and we moved to Bermuda for a year, actually. So that was kind of fun to be. I did not realize Bermuda was so far north when I took the job. Um, and it, it has winter, uh, which you wouldn't expect <laughs> in what's called the Caribbean. So yeah. it was a little different, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then uh, we moved back to the States for a little while and then back to China again. And then now in South Korea. So we've we've bounced There's around. Of, and, now, when you've bounced back to the States, you tell me, has, it, yeah. has it been to Georgia every time? Yes. Or you, yeah, okay, so yeah it's been to different parts of Georgia. Yeah, gotcha. it has. It's comfort, I guess. I guess you go to where you're used to, right? And sure. Your license is good there and <laughs> all that kind of thing. So, yeah. So what's the longest you've been somewhere? So you were, in, you were in China for five years. Is that the longest? How long have you been in South Korea? I've been in, this is my fifth year in South fifth Korea. Year, so this is actually, okay. Yeah, this is the longest I've been in one school okay. um, overseas. Uh, the ones in China, I was in China for over 10 years but it was multiple times in and out. So gotcha. yeah, a little different. When you, you, so you mentioned earlier, you said uh, English mm. medium school. What's it, what yep. does that mean? What does English medium mean? That, great question. That means that the language of instruction is English. Um, okay. And the reason we have to specify that is that these are usually schools that are based in countries that do have local students in it. And uh, mm -hmm. so there's often English is not the first language at home. Um, and so you have to sort of specify that. So it's they a, know where to send their kids. That's, yeah. that's right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. And and many of these schools have admissions requirements for English levels and things like that, because they do want you walking around and being immersed in language. Um, and so that's why students are sent to our school is um, either they're there because their parents work there or they're there because they're, part of a, an expat company somewhere mm -hmm. or their local kids who are looking maybe to study in America or study in Canada or the UK. So they all, they all have some level of, of English. Absolutely. Although typically a lot of times it's the second language, but they have some level so that they can come in. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but the kids I teach, I teach middle and high school. Our school okay. is a K to 12 school. Um, I teach, uh, well, I have taught sixth through 12th grade at the school mm -hmm. and um, those students, their English is near native. So you, you just have regular conversations. It's not a, a traditional ESL type classroom. It's it's yeah. definitely an okay. English instruction school room. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. That's, that's <laughs> so, so the plan now going forward is, yeah. are you heading back to China sometime? I am. Yeah. In August, I'm moving back to China, which I'm, I'm really excited about um, to Beijing. Hopefully things will be settled. Same school as before bit. or different? No, different school. Different this is school, another then. international school. Okay. Um, it's, it's a school that's very close to all the embassies in Beijing. Okay. So a lot of the ambassadors, kids and other multinational gotcha. company kids are going to school there. They have a Swiss school there as well um, and a few other things. So it's pretty neat. They have a, a bunch of different parallel programs running at the same time. Gotcha. Very cool. <laughs>
it's, 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 it's such a neat <laughs> journey. And so people are coming and, you know, what, what a cool story and stuff. And I, and I agree. Uh, it's, it's, it's unique. I remember that from when we had a conversation on the, on the podcast, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of podcasts, I'm, I'm going to yeah. kind of change our gears here. Cause you, you sure. also have a podcast, the Zioncast, which is also a member of the teach better, um, mm podcast network which is awesome tell us about the podcast uh, i'd love to just if you can share uh mm. what it's about but then also i'd love to hear when you started it and why sure yeah stories. yeah so it's it, it's really evolved i'm sure you understand how podcasts evolve over time yeah. and the themes evolve and and you start to see what your listeners um, prefer and the kind of formats and things and so i continue to um, evolve with that. But I started the podcast actually in 2017. Um, I, my background actually is teaching um, design education. So it's in the States, it might be STEM or STEAM or, or industrial arts, if you've been around a while, uh, that kind of thing. And so, <laughs> so that that's my background. And, and in many cases, you're if you're a vocational or career and technical ed teacher, you're often the only person in your school who teaches that. Yeah. And so the podcast was really an opportunity to create a virtual staff room, a way for us to get together and talk about things that are important to us. And so my school is an international baccalaureate school, an IB school um, from K through 12. It's got all four IB programs. And so um, that's an even more niche market. And mm-hmm. so it started as a way to help IB educators in design feel like they're part of a group. And so that's where we first started was themes around those things. Um, Then I started to see that let's just get some experts in who maybe aren't even educators who are who are, you know, leaning towards how do you prepare kids for careers and how do you you know, what kind of students do you want to become future employers, employees and things like that. So that's kind of where it's been. I, I find a theme every few episodes and I talk about it and then find someone to sort of um, have a conversation about that as well. So we've talked about gamification. We've talked about um, diversity, equity, inclusion. We've talked about professional development. It just kind of continues to evolve. People reach out. They're like, I love the podcast. I'd love to be on. Let's chat. So I'm sure, you know, as a podcaster yourself, that these things sort of happen organically Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so the more you know, the more you're cast your net, the the bigger the audience becomes, the more it evolves. Yep. And so I'm really, you know, um, excited clo- approaching the 100 mark, which I think is a pretty big mark pretty awesome. <laughs> to yeah, do that. Great. So I'm really excited about that. And um, as you know, podcasting is much easier to do now than it was even three or four years ago. Yeah, even um, in 2017, it is, it's so much easier it, now. Yeah. Man, it's and I teach podcasting with my students. And so I guess I thought, well, I better be able to do what I'm asking my students to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too. So yeah, that's that's how it all started and what it's all about. And Very cool. um, no telling where it's going next. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> that's cool. Um, all right. So another one of my I, this is another question I love asking. One of my favorites is is how did you I'm trying to remember how you got yeah. connected to the team initially. <laughs> If you're on the podcast, but I'm, I, I think we were connected prior to that. I just we were connected because um, I, I was listening to the podcast. Okay, um, so you, yeah. you found you kind of found us via the podcast. Yes, oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah. So I found you guys to the podcast and just really loved the mm-hmm. format, the the kind of the banter between you and Ray, and I felt that was just a really 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 fun conversational sort of um, organic discussion um and so i i really appreciated that and that's where i reached out and then we kind of connected that way fun fact about the banter every <laughs> single line is scripted of course it is <laughs> we script it from start to finish the the even the ones that aren't good we scripted it to not be good right. to make you think it was or- that's not true. 
That's <laughs> hilarious. The story I love, we, we interviewed someone at a, at a conference once, and then it was like at lunchtime. So then we interviewed him live, and then we're walking to lunch, and he's walking behind us. We didn't know it. And we're bantering. We're like just picking at each other like we do. And he like laughs behind us. We turn around, and he's like, like oh, he's like <laughs> – I didn't realize it happens off the show too. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this isn't. It's just this is yeah. brother sister thing. So it's interesting. Um, yeah. That's funny. Uh, so, so all right. So I, I got to ask now because I know yeah. you've told me this, but I can't remember. Sure. Explain the handle to me. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know you've explained this. It, to me it's, before, I wish it was something um, really profound. It was my Xbox user handle, uh, <laughs> and I just thought, ah, Disco Inferno. You know, that's that's what that is. So, um, okay, that's I just what I thought, thought it was. Not. Was yeah. Disco Inferno? Like, yeah, it's Disco like, Inferno. What you say, though. Okay, I'm so- Southern, so the four is a fur, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I love it. That's great. I'm yeah. Southern, so it's a fur. Um, <laughs> interesting. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into our our branch of So every, every week we have a theme. This week's theme is being an advocate for the mm. ideas and things that you believe in. So we're gonna dig into that with Jason. We're gonna talk to you about how you advocate for the things that you believe in. So let's get into that. Welcome back to Daily Drop, and we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And we're also not live, but recorded and released on the Teach Better Talk podcast. If you listen on that, thank you for listening. If you're here with us live, thanks for watching. Drop in the comments. Say hi to Jason. Uh, say good evening to Jason as we've discovered he's on the <laughs> other side of the world. And it's almost bedtime. Jason, our theme this week is being an advocate and mm. an ambassador for ideas that you care about and things that you believe mm-hmm. in. Um I love tell me about how you are an advocate and how you push mm. for the things in your schools that you believe in that you believe are best mm. for your students or for your colleagues or for the community. How mm. do you advocate for those things for yourself? Sure. Yeah. Um, as I said, Jeff, I've been overseas a long time and have worked with some really, really amazing educators and human beings. Um, I think a big a big part of what I advocate for are is just the continual growth and Professional learning networks are extremely important, especially overseas, uh, because you are really isolated. Um, You are your social group is the people you work with, because, I mean, I live in the same compound where probably 50 percent of the other teachers at my school live. So we're all like on top of each other. We go Mm -hmm. get coffee. We're around each other all the time. So that professional network is also your social group, which is very strange. So when you are not overseas and you go home, everyone goes off to their own lives after school. We're here. We just go and change clothes and we hang out again at dinner or whatever. So I think it's, it is. And it's, it's not easy for everyone. Not everyone can, um, they don't like their life to be on display that much because you do also live around your students. Everyone's kind of close in proximity. So I advocate for having a really robust external professional learning network um, with, with teachers because that through Twitter, through whatever, um, you know, LinkedIn, whatever, um, because you do need to reach out beyond that very, very tight pond that we're in. And so on a professional level, that's, that's what I advocate for. Um, where I advocate for my students is the fact of how important design education is and design thinking um, is for their future careers and for their futures as um, in the workforce, as also as in, you know, change makers. And mm-hmm. so um, 
I advocate for that. And that is not an easy thing to advocate for <laughs> because it costs money. Um, it, it also requires vision. It requires a fair bit of um, grace with the leadership to say, mm -hmm. look, we're willing to um, get behind this idea. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we're willing to trust you. And so you have to build trust among the people who you're around. And um, I've had some people who are really, really advocates with me um, and they didn't know what we were going to do. They just knew they trusted me and they trusted my experience. And so as far as advocate for students, um, this whole idea of I'm a big fan of individual learning pathways, and I'm not talking about as in like special education or gifted education. I'm talking about that every student um, has a pathway that they follow in school that's unique to them um, and that allows them to follow those passions. And they're given opportunities, of course, to learn within context. And so I think that's where I, and design's a big part of that because there's so many of the other subjects feed into what you need in design thinking, what you need in um, branding, podcasting, you know, whatever. Those are just, mm -hmm. those are tools, but it's really important that we, you know, that we, we advocate for that. So that's, that's where I advocate for students and then the professional learning networks for, for so adults. I love both of those. When, when you talk about yeah. advocating and, and you were talking mm -hmm. about the, the building that trust and earning mm -hmm. that trust because of, of the grace that needed, how, how, do, how have you found that you have best built that trust mm -hmm. with, with your colleagues and with your, with your administrative team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the first thing is um, reaching out to that network that's nearby so that I can actually take those administrators or those leaders to other locations that are similar to ours and okay. see how things are successful. So they can see, oh, this is working in this context. How can we make that work in our context? Um, so that's usually my first thing is exposure, because in many cases, leaders just had, don't no, they just don't have the exposure um, and they haven't had that opportunity. And I can't blame them for that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think, it, you know, me showing empathy and understanding towards them, it goes a long way um, in them being able to do the same for me. Um, and so I need to set that up for them. So that's where I usually I mean, you you, you know, through talking to me, I'm a I'm, I'm a real people person and I'm a very I love the art of the of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think. For me, that's my my strength is being able to sit down, have a very frank conversation that's not confrontational, but that is um, filled with the important things. Because I think everyone's in education to make kids better. You know? so, and if they're yeah. not, they're in the wrong field. Right. So sure, I think yeah. we have to always bring that back up. Mm -hmm. is that this is what's best for kids. And I think parents, our parents are highly active <laughs> in our school. And so because they're they're paying. Right. So because <laughs> they're our yeah. customers, they expect certain a certain level. So sure. I also will tend to um, advocate on that end that this is this is value for this is you know, this is going to sell the school even more. And so is it, is it a similar um, a similar process of building that trust with the, the parents as well so that they see why this mm -hmm. might be something that they should give some grace on because it, it, it shows the potential or is, is it yeah. a different avenue with parents or is it a similar similarly the same? You so took, parents, a, you took a deep <laughs> breath right there. Well, and I'll say that because it's been different everywhere I've been. I um, imagine, yeah. My current market, um, this is the top one percent of, of 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 people in Korea. We're we're the only school that will can take Korean passport holders. That's another thing I didn't mention earlier. Is many international schools are in school and places where 
they actually can't take local students because of local laws and different okay. things. And so and it's so, only and, international students who's and in many cases, yeah. But yeah, okay. we're we're quite lucky in our school because we can accept students from the local community. Okay. So parents are paying a lot of money um, because they know that their students will come out of this school ready to go off to university or whatever their next thing is. And so many of these parents are self-made. Many of them are in businesses that require um, design thinking style. Um, so it's not hard for me to sell that to them. Because it connects to them. Because <laughs> it connects to them. That allowed their, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Br- Breeze asked an IB by chance. Yes. yes. Uh, it is IB. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting. So then now yeah. I want to go to the, um, the, the other advocate okay. that you mentioned about building the, building your, your personal network beyond yeah. Um, wh- what's your go-to and how have you found you mm. personally, what's been the way that you've built the strongest relationships with those folks that via the internet, that whether it be Twitter mm. or whatever, um, how are you, how have you, and how are you continuing to, to generate new connections mm. and mm. foster those connections and build those relationships so that you get that, that external sure. network that you, that you advocate for? Yeah. Uh, great question. Um, I have to back up and say, you know, when I lived in China, there are certain things that don't work. Sure. <laughs> and so because of that, LinkedIn works really well. Um, the Chinese okay. um, as a as a group really love that network because they can really, you know, there's training and there's all kinds of different things. So mm-hmm. LinkedIn is very strong. So I think that's where I really kind of five years ago when I started this journey of, of really developing my professional learning network, there was that. Um, okay. But I find um, Twitter to be a lot more nimble um, and a lot, a lot faster to use. And it's so, you know, the bite size kind of thing. And so um, I, I work with folks with that. And then, you know, it's just, it's just kind of been depending on where I'm at. Um, there's in Asia, particularly, there's a real, um, there's all these uh, WhatsApp groups. Um, mm. And so you get into these groups with 250 people. Um, and then all of a sudden you instantly have an, ins- you know, like, an wow. Effort. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So like, okay. Not, <laughs> not super familiar with WhatsApp. I've been on yep. a couple times, but so like, is that it, when you talk about a group, is that like a, it's like a chat group? Or it's like a message board. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like a message group. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're dropping there with 200, 250 yeah. people. Instantly. Okay. Yeah. So it's a great way to get um, folks in there. You know, you can leave voice chat, things you okay. can you know and and you can put on PDFs similar like a voxer like that. is that a little bit similar? like yeah it's, it's similar to voxer yeah um and so well, you know like think, an updated aol chat room <laughs> a lot like msn messenger yeah <laughs> oh for those of you children watching for all the kids right um <laughs> sorry now i'm thinking m yeah. slash 20 whatever <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we use WhatsApp. We use, okay. um, believe it or not, many countries in Asia have their own kind of messenger apps. So in Korea, there's one called Kakao, um, which outside of Korea, I'd never heard of. And then here it's used for everything. Um, mm-hmm. Within China, there's WeChat, which allows you to have um, moments and other things that you can create. And there's a whole social aspect to that as well. Okay. So um, I've got a lot of those different ones and I use yeah. them for different groups. Right. And so also I do a lot of in-person workshops, at least before the pandemic for IB educators, I would go and facilitate these workshops around the area. And so we always built our own little network within those 25 or 30 okay. people. And so it just kind of, you know, they tell two friends and they tell two friends and it just kind of, it multiplies that way. Um, and so, yeah. And then more, 
most recently, um, I've been using a lot of Discord um, okay. with some other groups that that I you know, and that's a really I find that to be a lot more um, a, a lot more intimate as far as people really do become very close in those groups because they are closed in a sense. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that you know a lot of interaction you can have in different what? threads. Yeah, once you figure out how the heck to use it. <laughs> that was my biggest thing with Discord when yeah. I first got on. I'm like, what is what, going what on? What are all these things? Yeah, and exactly. all, well, and all the Discords that I'm in are all NFT related. So, like, I was learning the <laughs> NFT world, too. And I'm like, so I don't understand what you're saying or where or how mm. you're saying it. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, but now I enjoy it now. It's nice. Yeah. So, um, it's, a, it's an interesting Discord. Another network, network, right? Yeah, it's just another <laughs> thing. Discord's like, I don't know. It, it's, it's got a similar feel to slack slack yeah but i feel like it's on like it's it's on steroids i guess for lack it's of much like it's, more gamer based right? yes <laughs> it's, it's, it levels up into a different because yeah. you know I, and i love how they can connect and verify through mm. wallets and all that type of stuff it's really yeah. interesting the the technology that they're driving into discord but they can get super overwhelming it's, really it's overwhelming. fast when you get in there yes yes, yes. and i'm like do it on, i do it on my computer because my phone i'm like this is nuts it, like, it, i don't it know what's going blows on blows your phone up because it's exactly. so <laughs> at least on here i got a big okay. screen so i can kind of navigate can myself right yeah um so uh, going back to so yeah. you advocate for the external network but mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier about how you you all live basically yeah around each other and like that is that has have you found is that um a positive in a sense that your group of newer colleagues, you guys are closer because you essentially have to be, or does that, or is there, does it create drama and animosity almost in a sense, like, or is it both? <laughs> it's both. It's both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it probably depends on the person. It's, but. it, yeah, it depends. And not all international schools are set up the same way. So, okay. Some, some have their own housing on campus and teachers live on campus, like in a boarding school type situation. So you're not on campus. You're just, no, in the, uh, I'm in a compound same. nearby. Okay. Right. Gotcha. And so, um, there's multiple compounds, so not everybody lives together. Gotcha. Um, but, but a lot of people who have, or teachers who have kids themselves live in this one complex. And okay. so our kids all play together, which is, can be good and it can be bad right so sure. it, it, there's that too so mm -hmm. there are times where there's conflict um because of you know the personal bleeds into the professional yeah. uh, but then there's also times where the community is already there so i have a flat tire 15 people show up in the basement in the parking garage mm -hmm. to help out right so i think there's that that's it's you've kind of created this small town feel um yeah. where everyone has the same job <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's got, does it, does it help with the with the like the collaboration within mm. the school because the relationships just assuming the relationships are good yeah. and it hasn't gone sound yes. like because if they're strong you know each other from on a different level mm. and mm. when you're you know in the evening having drinks you're probably talking about work yeah and you're figuring each other out and what the police is and what is you know what does jason advocate what is, right. you know, what do we all believe in so then now when we're in a professional sense that's hey i have this idea mm. and you know Hey Jane, this is why I think you're gonna love it because remember last night we were talking right. about this and, and like so is it does it is it fine the does the collaboration yeah. work better because of that? I, I believe so. Yeah, okay. when I compare it to the time I had in the states um, where everything was really dis you know sort of decentralized. Um, yeah, you you know we have happy hours where we go out after work. And uh, then we all share a taxi home, right? I mean, or we, yeah. so um, I, I think there is that um, people go on vacations together, you know, kids become yeah. friends. So you do develop a very tight friendship with, of course, certain people. Um, what's nice is that 
when people move on, which is a natural part of this process, two to four years is, is kind of the okay. cycle. When they move on, you now have someone to go visit, right? And, and, mm, that's a good, you know, the Bahamas you know, cause, or Cairo or wherever your life at, is already right? connected outside of that's right. professional. So it doesn't that's just right. break because you're no longer in the, in the hall. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. You you're keep sick. in touch more often. Uh, flip classroom to two tutorials is mentioned in the never ending stream of emojis and the usernames yep. in Discord. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, James, it looks like maybe you might be um, international as well. He says that there's a yep. cycle and it's great to catch up after a few years. So um, yep. interesting. Um, so for, for those watching right now, Jason, mm. who maybe go, man, that sounds like a really cool adventure to go all these places sure. and all these different things. It's so unique. Uh, how, how do <laughs> I, if I'm a teacher in the States and I've never thought about this before, how do I do this? How do I mm. go? how do I go to, uh, to South Korea and teach or mm -hmm. somewhere or Bermuda mm -hmm. or whatever? Like yep. what, what are the steps that I take? I know you heard, but you've been doing it for a while. So it's, I'm sure yeah. it's changed a little bit. Can you give yeah. us sort of the, the broad, you have to go super detailed. Sure, once, sure. Like, yeah. Broad, like what should, how, where would I start? Where do I go start to figure mm -hmm. out how, mm -hmm. where I, where my options are? Yeah. And I get this. This is the number one question I, I get, figured. Jeff, <laughs> is how do I do it? Because I mean, there are a lot of great benefits uh, to this and it, you know, you do have to uproot your family and be okay with being sure. flexible. You're okay with power going out for six hours, you know, and, or a typhoon day or whatever, you know, there's a, riots you know, or whatever there might be. But um, if, if you're really interested, the number one thing is to be realistic about um, where you're okay living, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and to what level of discomfort or what level of uncertainty you're okay being in. Most people, especially from the States, want to start going by going to Europe. And that's great if you've got plenty of savings, because by the time, you know, you're going to be paying high taxes and you're, and, and it's a very, very, very competitive market. Um, Asia, the Middle East are a lot more um, open uh, for, for people to go to. But again, you, you need to be prepared for that. But the number one thing is just to sort of make, I make, we, my wife and I have an ongoing uh, spreadsheet with our priorities um, and we okay. list things. So number one has to be a school that my, our children can do both English and Chinese in. I mean, that's okay. the number one priority. They're both, they're bilingual. That's what we want. Number two, close to an airport <laughs> because we need to be able to get in and out. Um, mm -hmm. If something goes on or if, if that travel time, if you're doing it often, I'm, I know you travel a lot, Jeff, if you're in the car and you're already tired when you get to the airport, it's just not an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And so close to the airport, safe for our kids. You know, there's all these things that you think about once you kind of have your priorities and you kind of know your area. Um, there are recruitment fairs and things like that, that you can become a part of their database and, and do searching. I have actually found that going directly to schools you're interested in and going to their employment page is the best way to find a job. <laughs> it also helps for that network. You know, the network sure. is how I find my, my jobs is, mm -hmm. is through people that are saying, Hey, wait a minute, Jason, so-and-so this is happening at this school. Now there, and also the recruitment hiring cycle is very different from in the United States where you get your contract a few months before the end of the school year, or you let them know you can, decide two weeks before the end of the year if you want to quit where we actually start two weeks into school we're telling our intention for our our contract 
For the next so, year. For the next year. Yeah. Wow, and if okay. you're in administration, it's even longer than that. So you usually let them know a year out if you're thinking of leaving. If you're, so you're signing, are you signing the following year's contract that early potentially? We, or? In many, many schools, you, you, you sign multiple year contracts. Okay. Uh, gotcha. So when you first get hired, you're signing a two or a three year contract in most okay. places because it's expensive, right? To move and to then relocate almost families. A year prior to that one end in your committing, you're, whether you're going that's to right. leave or just that's right. additional. Gotcha. So if you're on the, Northern Hemisphere, which is what most of these schools are based on, not Southern Hemisphere. We start school in August, September, mm-hmm. and then we end, uh, you know, in May, June. Um, by October, you're already looking uh, for your next job, and and jobs are starting to appear. Um, except in Europe, which is where it gets crazy because Europe is a lot more like the U.S. Even their national school jobs, they don't have to advertise them till about April. So if you're committed to going to Europe, then you need to, you know, you need to know those kinds of things. So, you know, it's just it is um, you, you learn these throughout and the recruitment has changed tremendously during COVID. Um, we used to have all these in-person like um, around different areas. There were these in-person recruitment fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are starting to reemerge, but what schools are finding is actually cheaper to hire people through video call yeah. than it is to go to London <laughs> and hire someone for your job in Papua New Guinea, you know, and, and it's just, course, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, I mean, well, yeah, there's no travel. You're not sending something there. Yeah. It's a lot easier. A lot easier. So there's a so, lot of recruiters who've opened up online sort of virtual job fairs. Gotcha. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, James actually said, yeah. James says the international schools in Europe do start their recruitment cycles in October, November. Yep. sounds like they, they may have to start them because yeah. they get so popular. Um, yeah. But interesting. Uh, very cool. This it, it's such an interesting <laughs> world that you are in. All right. We're yeah. going to jump into, we're going to get into some good news here and uh, share some, we got some holidays today as well. Uh, so let's, let's jump into that here. Welcome back to Daily Drop, and we are live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn with our good friend Jason Reagan, uh, and we are live here every day, Monday through Friday, although Jason's only here today. I'm sorry. It's not Jason every day. Uh, I'll man, come back anytime you want, Jeff. <laughs> well, we, we might hold you to that. Um, so we're chatting. We've been chatting about quite a few things, mm-hmm. but we do a segment every every day where we, we share some good news stories, um, and we share some holidays that are going on. So Jason, you are the guest. You are in control. Do you want the good oh. news first or the holidays first? Let's go with good news, man. Good news first. Okay, so this was a fun story. Um, oh, I didn't pull it up. I thought I did. So I'm going to kind of read it because I, I think it's better reading the thing. So so there was the story of Julie Johnson and her husband. And they don't know what happened, but somehow, some way, in the middle of the night during a storm, someone snuck into their house, snuck into their bed without anybody not- noticing, not even their three dogs that they own. No one noticed. And they woke up startled to find a dog that was not theirs cuddled up with him on bed. And turns out it was a dog that was somewhere in the neighborhood like that had slipped its collar the night before, got scared oh. of the storm, snuck in, snuck past three other dogs in the house <laughs> and got in the bed with him. Um, they found the owner and the owner was like, you know, obviously super apologetic and just mm. it's amazing that they didn't, they were like that they didn't care. They just snuggled with it. And now, <laughs> and now these two families and they're now four dogs all together have play dates all the time. And they're like, the, the dogs are the best of friends. And it's just, it's hilarious, but they got in there. Um, 
in, in snuckling it's all there's pictures this gorgeous dog of them with this dog <laughs> that wasn't theirs that snuck under the bed i don't know how you take that into your classroom necessarily and twist that into pedagogical <laughs> talk at all but a fun story with some cute yeah. pictures to share with students share with colleagues it's over at goodnewsnetwork.org which is one of the places we get this but we're dog people here like and i'm i i liked it i'm pretty sure i'd be startled if another dog was there but i'm pretty sure we would just cuddle up with it just cuddle um although our dog literally sleeps like right here mm. in between us and sometimes in, ends up on our pillows and everything else but i thought that was a hilarious story so I, it made me smile this morning i'm like i'm gonna share that i think this is great so are you a dog person are you dog i'm a dog person man do you I'm have particularly does, it, does your dog go with you a what? No, I don't have a dog at the moment. Okay. Uh, I'm a Georgia bulldog, so there's that. Uh, but I'm also, you, you yeah, I'm a dog person. No, I've always owned Dachshunds, which I absolutely okay. adore. Um, yeah. And so I, I think the hardest thing in living overseas, in many cases, you're in apartments and in flats um, and high rise apartments. And so it's just yeah. hard to have people do have them um, and they sure. take good care of them. But I just, I have a hard time <laughs> justifying that yeah. myself. Um, Tough, so yeah. I'm hoping my next place I live in has a bit of a, you know, a courtyard or something so we can have, have something. <laughs> have okay. <a> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. okay. So there's a good news story. Good news network.org. If you want to share about a dog sneaking in and <laughs> the pictures are adorable. Um, we, have, we also have some holidays today. So interesting holidays. There is, there's one big holiday that is, uh, and a very important Jewish holiday, and I'm, I hope I pronounce it right. It's um, Lage Bomer, um, which is an important holiday for anyone who is in the Jewish uh, faith. Mm. So mm. Um, if you're observing that today, um, I'm not sure if you say happy because it's the end of a mourning <laughs> period. So I apologize. Oh. I'm ign ignorant to that. But um, I did I did learn a lot this morning about it by looking into it and, and watch, I watched some, some really nice videos around it. So uh, it's also National Barber Mental Health Awareness Day. So mental health awareness, which clearly, obviously really important, but this is very focused and niche down to barbers. And that I'm not aware if there's like a thing amongst barbers or uh, not. I was going to say, do they have issues with mental health? Well, I don't know. If you think about a barber, though, barber probably takes in a lot of, um, uh, yeah, almost probably. like a therapist or, yeah. like, you know, like takes in yeah. a lot of stories that might weigh kind of heavy on them. If you think you talk mm. to your barber, like, yeah. Um, I could see that, man. I could really, I could, you know, yeah. you're, you're observing a lot of uh, pain and stuff for other people. I'm not, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's a legit thing. Uh, so, uh, be, you know, being aware of that. So thank you, Barbara today. Mm. Uh, make sure your barber knows that you love them today. Uh, it's also, <laughs> and this is, you could help them this way by celebrating with them national devil's food cake day. So get your barber oh, a cake, a devil food cake. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, if <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it's also it's also <laughs> National May Ray Day, um, which is the, they just say check out how you could. It's it's National May Ray Day. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Is that it's something that you celebrate in South Korea? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it's we a day we take to celebrate all the rays of sunshine in our lives. Well, that's actually pretty positive. Oh, okay. okay. All right. It was actually um, okay. So it's actually. So someone, um, Richard Ankley, who dedicated the holiday to honor his brother, Ray, who was born on the same day in 1977. Huh. Interesting. So it's been around for a while. Uh, it's also, um, my good friend. I don't know if, if you're, if you're able to connect this person, good, good friend, close friend of the family, um, Jojo Siwa's birthday. Oh, you know, okay. Jojo, <laughs> she's not really a good friend of the family. Um, 
But JoJo Siwa's birthday, I don't know how old she is today, but uh, happy birthday to you, JoJo. And then Marshmallow, the, the artist Marshmallow, his birthday as well. Oh, <laughs> okay. So we got a couple birthdays. We got, wow. Um, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. So anyway. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Busy day. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, James touched on the barbers. They're almost counselors. They really are. Like, that's yeah. that's really that's really true. Um, I think it's about time for me to go. Uh, anyway, so so there's your and, and just so if anybody's yeah. interested, we go to nationaltoday.com. Um, is oh, okay. our holidays. It's really actually a nice day. Like they have articles and stuff, but then every day there's a, a link that's today's holidays, and this shows all the holidays because it's actually not that difficult to make something a holiday in, wow. in the states. Now, okay. obviously, to make it a national holiday is another thing, but you know, but there's some interesting ones, Jason. We have some really interesting all ones right. here on on the day. Cool. So. Uh, anyway, so there's your, your holidays and your good news and everything like that. So All enjoy that. Um, I had one more question. I was trying to think and then I, yeah. I've lost it and that's my <laughs> fault because I was focused on getting cake with my barber today. Absolutely. Man. So Jason, it's a, it's what, almost, almost nine o'clock now there. Are you wrapping up today? Uh, it's eight forty. Yeah. Yeah. Is it it's time for bed there. for you? It's, uh, kind of, um, <laughs> things here. Things are crazy. Uh, so one other thing to add about living in Korea is that um, students leave school and then they go to school. Um, so they have a second school that they go to at okay. night. All right. Explain that yeah. a little bit now. Yeah. And Let's... so I, I figured you might want to hear about that. And so and our students, many of them do this as well. Okay. And so um, and I know that James and uh, Sethi, who's who's been commenting, will definitely know about this. But especially in Korean culture, um, they have these tutors or these academies to catch you up or to or to make sure you're not falling behind okay. and so we have students as young as you know six and seven years old who leave school have something to eat and go to school um and then they're so not like home they go to 10 another, or like another building like a whole, an actual a whole nother school. building there's a little bus that picks them up and and they do all kinds of stuff how Either long do they go to that for typically um 10 30 11 o'clock at night sometimes and these are like, so like another kids. two three, it's a whole nother school oh, wow. basically yeah so okay. um, unfortunately during the school year you don't usually see too many young kids out unless there's some kind of holiday because um yeah it's 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 crazy so um it our kids are tired they're sleepy <laughs> because they're going from school to school now do the kids um, have extracurricular activities sports they like do that or oh yeah so how does that work then do they go to that and then hustle back yeah. over to school too yeah they can do that and ah. some of these academies uh they're called hogwans um some of them will actually offer other piano and violin and other mm -hmm. things but then oh, some of them are for math some of them are for okay. tennis some of them are sat there's some that like cram school type things uh for sats and things like that so um we learned really early on by working here not to ask necessarily how your weekend was because most kids were in school all weekend um so so through the weekend too. some some, at, some at of them will so, some, okay. some of them will or they'll be doing they go to like um MC school so they can learn how to MC meetings and things like that. So they have K-pop dancing. They just do all kinds of stuff. And, okay. um, which is great. I mean, they do, they do have a really enriched life, um, because of that, but there, a lot of it's planned out from moment to moment now, while they're that, awake. Is all that, so that's awesome that they have that. Yeah. That's, a, that's also a really great thing that that's available. Is it, is it, is it viewed from primarily as expected though? Not as, Hey, this is an availability <clears throat> thing that you can do if you want to do yeah. because we have this, or is it, 
this is like culturally is it like this is what we do here like it's weird not it, to, it is not it weird. is very it's, cultural it's different to not yeah. go than it is okay it's yeah it's it's pretty much expected i think the kids also see the value in it because they want to make their parents um proud and sure. they want to do the yeah. very best they can so um you know i mean with anything too much of one thing is can be a bad thing um so our students do work really hard um and I, we really do attempt to give them a balance of school and social um, as much as we can, because we do know a lot of them have an, a whole nother set of expectations after they leave school. Yeah. Um, and so we don't encourage that, but we also understand it's part of the part of the deal, you know? So, yeah, like, and I, I, I would, I would, I would expect, I would guess that after, you know, four or five years of being in school and doing that, it be just, mm. it's, it's just how their life it's just is a just routine. Right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. If, if if a student from here was in you know, ninth grade and went over and started experiencing that, it would feel it, terrible. It's for rough. A while. It's but rough. If that's how, but if that's how our school was, then you'd be yep. used to it. Right. It'd be the same. Right. The same like schools that, you know, that go all year round. Like that's not yeah, sure. to them. That's just how it is. So it's for right. us. It's like, wow, that seems like a lot. But for if that's the culture, then that's yeah. how they do it. Right. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. It's really, <laughs> really cool that they have such an opportunity for so much, uh, so yeah. much education and learning and exposure to things. So, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Super interesting. <laughs> Jason, I'm so glad that, uh, that, that I was able to jump in here and steal yeah. this, this, this spot from Katie and hang out with you. Uh, super excited for being there. Really appreciate you. Always appreciate the conversation. Hopefully it is not as long between this one and the next one. <laughs> Let's hope uh, not. Yeah. We'll Let's work try not on to make that. that <laughs> um, but really appreciate you being here. If you've been watching comments and really appreciate all you comment. We have a very active comment section today. Mm. So appreciate you all. Um, jumping in wherever you are. I think we have some all around the world today, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> and if you if you're watching on the podcast or yeah. listening on the podcast later, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe and hit the like button or the, the uh, leave a review. That'd be great. Um, yeah. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, Katie and Brad will be taking care of our Friday morning morning uh, daily drop in. So join us every day. And I will be back all next week. I'm here all five days next week. So. If that's not a good thing, then I won't see you next week, but hopefully you'll tune in next week. Um, and I kick off next week with Dave Schmidt. So that's going to be a fun, entertaining one because nice. Dave and I typically do brain break where there are no rules. And nice. we're going to do Monday morning daily dropping where there's supposed to be rules. Okay. Although normally it's Ray and I, so. Yeah. I don't know. Jason, you know how that goes. So. <laughs> anyway, <do. laughs> we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you all watching. Yeah. Uh, you. If you ever need anything, obviously reach out. We're here for you all. Uh, and have an amazing rest of your day or your evening, and uh, we will see you tomorrow morning. Bye, guys.